a listener production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One. Ahoy to the leader of the Beard Boys, Hamish. A rustling and bushy ahoy. <laughs> yes. And uh, so ahoy to... <laughs> I mean, not even. Are you two IC or are you just one of the troops? Well, I didn't even. I didn't know we had a leader. Yeah. I actually think there's a non-Beard Boys member, Hamish, trying to make us a rift between the Beard Boys. Split and divide. I would never divide. do that. I would never Jack, do that. He could have never ever split the leader, and he's a loyal caddy. <laughs> caddy, <laughs> my beard caddy. I'll take you to the absolute end. Beard boy and the caddy Beard Boy. <laughs> no, yours is looking nice, Jacko. Not not as thick as I've seen her, but it's certainly a nice tight. Well done. Um, Not an alliance, just a group of friends with aligned interests. Uh, Ahoy also to Ryan. Ahoy, boys. Just got home from work, was catching up on the podcast and thought, you know what, I'm going to try and uh, upload one of these straight from my phone. Mm. And, yeah, I've done it. Cracked it. WhatsApp. Throw that in the bin. Don't worry about it, Haim. I'll tell Zuckerberg. Andy, kings to you. Kings? (laughs) Oh, and I guess seven and a two to me. A weak hand. I've never heard that term. Kings to you. Kings to you. I assume, I mean, I think, is it a card term? I guess. Unless he's really giving you two monarchs. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a chess term. You would never have... Mm. Oh. There's king removals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think... Yeah, uh, yeah I no, guess... you never get two kings in chess. Again, no. a huge move. It probably can't. I'm going to use uh, it this week and see if someone you, takes it as a compliment or a baffle. Yeah. Uh, that's... <laughs> and Jack's to you, Jack. Jack's to you. Uh, hey, we want to kick off today's show with this. So many good ones coming in. Hit us up, hamishnetty.com. This is the first time you've ever listened to the podcast. Welcome. But we Welcome. do encourage we... people going to back from the start. We know there are a an odd few, mm. an odd few. It's a very niche market who like to go in reverse order. Yes. Um, but it is still very – the people that do go in reverse order that start at this episode then, you know, go all the way back through to episode number one, yep. it feels very base jumping in the 90s. Yeah. Like, who are these guys? <laughs> you kind of hear stories about them but you've never really met one, but you know it happens. Yeah. But it's wild yeah. and it's reckless. And you're better off going from the start. And you're better off doing yeah. You're better off using the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a more sensible way to get down. Mm. Um, do you want to keep it off, Andrew? Shall I kick it off? Uh, you kick it off. This is a, uh, this is a cracker. Mm-hmm. Um, if it comes in from Jacob Fitzgerald, he goes, look, this is a power move that will take you straight to the top of any social gathering. Works particularly well with friends, mm-hmm. uh, but not best friends. Okay. When you're entering a gathering or party where there is a group situation or congregation of people in a central location, mm-hmm. when you approach the cluster of people, start by greeting the first person with a handshake. Then to assert power, greet the rest of the group with a hug. <laughs> <laughs> this will leave the first person wondering, why am I not getting a hug? <laughs> thus making them suck up to you. In order to gain the status of Hugworthy. Alternatively, to gain power over multiple people, mm. make most of the greetings hugs with a few scattered handshakes. <laughs> this will create a small cluster of people yearning for the superior greeting. <laughs> really like it. Really like it. This is from Aki. Ahoy, boys. Power move for you. When requ- requiring volunteers from a group. Okay, good. 
for a task that's not so great. Okay, so are you asking for volunteers yeah. or are you in the group that's no, you're asking, you're asking? Yeah, okay, you're asking for volunteers. Ask an unrelated question such as, who here wants to go skydiving? Or can I get all the motorbike license holders to please raise their hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Proceed to hit them with the task <laughs> uh, you require the volunteers for. They'll have their hands up hoping to go skydiving or motorbike ride <laughs> instead receive an annoying task. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You're relying on a hand trap, I suppose. You're relying on, I guess, getting your question out Who wants faster. to go skydiving? Put out the bins, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you are relying on getting the question out faster than someone can lower their hand. <laughs> so you've still got them in the moment where they've got a raised hand. Mm. Um, and uh, this comes in from Angus Greaves. It's simple. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not highbrow. Okay. It is a bit juvenile. Mm. It made me laugh. Okay. I, I think it has to count as a power move. When you are getting into a crowded elevator with a friend, wait till you're in, then turn to your friend and say, please, please don't fart again. I like it. I like it. Rob Gibbons has written this one. Of those ones you're like, we must have had that before. I don't think we have, but it's just, a, just please don't fart again. It's, it's a great one. It doesn't have to be elevators either. Rob Gibbons, power move. When ordering a coffee where you take your name and they wait to call it out, yep. give them the name Big Dog. Oh, good. When, when the, when you'll have the whole room's attention and respect when they call out your order. I like that. I really like that. That's King's. Kings to that. That's kings to that. Kings to that. Um, okay, here we go. Last one. This comes from uh, Juhi. Here's a power move for someone mowing their lawn for the first time with a new mower. Okay. I guess in a suburban situation, you just go, oh, hang on a sec. Looks like Dave's got a new mower. Uh, wait till they've finished mowing the lawn. Uh, stride over. So, I mean, this is, this is in a heavily, and this is a Saturday morning heavy investment power move. Stride over and go, yep, the first one's always a bit scruffy. Don't worry, you'll get there. <laughs> Hame, emergency slide party update. Obviously, last week we talked about uh, this is going to happen. Mark came on from Rex, now doing biggies. Uh, Biggies, biggies, (laughs) jamming the sky full of biggies. Rex's and new slogan. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, we'll, and, and if if any gaps exist, because they obviously don't tessellate perfectly together, we'll slide a smallie in there too. <laughs> now, Jammin's go for the biggies, but not abandoning smallies. No, that's respect for where they came from too. I think that is. I think that is the slogan now. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah jamming the sky full of biggies, but not abandoning smallies. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he came back. Mark has sent an email this time around with a few things for us to contemplate and have a chat about. Great. They've been so in good. Fact, Jack, I mean, we, I, I'm, still, I'm, I'm, I'm still vaguely in, a little bit in shock that an airline, any airline came forward and said, you can jump down our emergency slide. So <laughs> yes. we do have a lot of love for them. Yes. Um, he said well, he can confirm that the, air, the aircraft is going to be a Boeing 737 Eight hundred, aka. That's a biggie. That's a biggie. That's a biggie. And nice. Good that we've got a all staff meeting level of cheer. Not a not a stadium full. No. It's probably about the amount of people we have on the plane. Yeah, exactly. Kind of sounds about like the guest list size. So, hey, plane capacity 
Yep. 176 passengers. That's at max. But capacity. we think that's not, that's not going to be. Obviously, we discussed last week that we wanted to kind of uh, go half of that at least. Let's um, not forget a quarter too, of that maybe. Planes are not set up for um, party flow. They're no. not event spaces. No, no, exactly. They are seated <laughs> train use. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Travel spaces. So um, this is, he, this is he, all stuff that you would know if you've been on one and that, you know, if you haven't, <laughs> get on one and have a quick look. Yeah. They are travel spaces. So hundred. there's no circulation happening at the party. It would just be everyone sitting. But maybe, what did we say, about 60? You can I think we're going to go with about 80? 40 and you can get a plus one. I love that. Yeah, that's exactly half capacity. So He said that's not including two pilots and four flight attendants. Do we need both pilots? (laughs) (laughs) That was my thought. Taxiing? It's like, so if you missed this, we've got Rex Airlines is, we've always been on planes and we've thought when the emergency slide kind of demonstration happens, you think, gee, it'd be nice to go down there. Wouldn't it be nice to do one? Yeah, without the the harrowing emergency situation you have to do preceding it. Yes. The downside um, of the emergency. Well, that's a question for Mark. Well, I'll put that down as a question mark. Do we do, 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 do we need to? I mean, is it a tow around the airport? <laughs> it's a tow, isn't it? Yeah. You don't need two people for a tow. We might not need, need any. Yeah. We might be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, just taking the handbrake off, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just taking the handbrake off. He says it's a diagram the- <laughs> of where the handbrake is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it, really. Because yeah. what do they do when, when you know, when yeah. a plane's parked illegally? They don't put pilots in it. They just tow it. <laughs> he said, do we want it catered? Um, I don't think so. Look, we want, I offer we want drinks. And we want those little trolley. snacks like pretzels and chips and stuff. Yes, we want traditional plane snacks. Yeah. I offered up the trolley. I do have the trolley. They've got um, their own. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just yeah. looking for some use for this trolley my dad bought me. Uh, um, uh, well, I suppose we want, I mean, we do want mini bottles of wine and stuff and beers. Yes. I miss, so I love the here's, half cans. Here's, here's the, I, know, I know this isn't a, I know it's not a current day thing, the half cans. Yeah, it used to be half cans, didn't it? Um, did they ever do beers in half cans? Yeah. They did do beers in half cans, didn't they? I think I remember so. they did soft drinks in half, half cans. cans. Um. Here's a bit of a tease. There's always going to be a bit of red tape. There was always going to be red tape when you're dealing with um, airline stuff. We can't drink or can't really party. Well, you can party, but in your own <laughs> seat. You can't really party until we're stand at a standstill. So while taxiing, you have that's, to go through normal right. taxiing procedure. We're fine yeah, with that. Yep. We'll, pre, we'll pregame while we're taxiing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. So we will taxi. They'll find a spot, uh, and then, then we party. Do uh, we... Give people, I think you could have two drinks for taxiing. Is that a, could we just give everyone two drinks as they come on and you can just. Oh, because you can bring on your own drinks, can't you? Can you bring on your own drinks? No, well, sometimes you get service before the plane Mm. takes off. So it's not, it's, we could get a drink or two before we start taxiing. Ah, well, you know, another, that's a another good point, Jack. Well, another you're fantasy not, not, that I've yeah. I, Jack's I, talking about business because I've never been offered a drink in economy, <laughs> so it must be very nice. Mm, Jack. Things are looking quite nice in the old home. Picked the right time to build your own home, didn't you? Pre-boom. <laughs> interesting. So, okay, if we had to, well, he, this is an interesting question. Then again, he said there are twelve business seats and one hundred and sixty odd economy seats. Sh- I think we just all go to economy. But well, or do we have a must be nice section? Do we have a must yeah. be nice section? Lost, I think we have to have a lost touch with the kind man section. <laughs> okay. Which, do people get randomly selected to go in there or do you get 
do you dob people in or do you put forth <clears throat> an application? To go, I, think I'd like to, I think I'd like to be in the lost touch with the common man section because of X, Y, and Z. Okay. Or do we give it to people who in, who don't get the privilege to go, oh, that's um, nice. must be nice. I've lost yeah, touch I've with never, the common man. Never had a biz. Give yeah. it to the commonest of men and women. Okay, you, you've got to you've got to explain why you're the most common man <laughs> yep. or woman, yep. and we will then give you the opportunity to go and lose touch up yeah, the front. Yeah, that's a good idea. So uh, in this in a form, there'll be a form to go there'll and be a form register. Just go, we'll work it out next week. List your common commonality. Yeah. Give us how common, how in touch with the common good man or woman you are. you are. Yeah. And then if we deem you to be the most in touch, then surely you'll be able to survive losing touch for an hour as you go up. <laughs> Into uh, the, and when you're in the business section, you're allowed to go back into economy, mm. but they do, they do have that sign on plans where it goes, no one is allowed past here. Yeah. Um, into business, you know how they have that sign that goes, you're not allowed past this point mm-hmm. unless in the event of an emergency, which we <laughs> which will we'll have, have. Yes. Which I always have enjoyed because it does make you think that one time there was an emergency and no one went into business. <laughs> like, we're, we're not allowed to go at the front. Yes. Oh, we should um, change the sign. We should let them know that there is one time they can come into business. <laughs> so, great. Okay, that's a good thing. We'll add that to the form then, that, uh, and then we'll pick those people. Can I just say, back to the drinks, one of my fantasies I've always had on a plane, you know when they go, okay, guys, you know, we're about to take off, but you aren't allowed to drink your duty-free on the plane. Like, oh, if yeah. you've bought your duty-free, you know, we know it's just sitting up there. you got, like, you know, four litres of Johnny Black. <laughs> yeah. But you play you, on Bali. It's they really put a lot of emphasis on this. Yep. I've noticed the flights to Bali. They really tell you, like again and again, are we all clear? <laughs> it looks like it's almost the tone that I see the coaches at Auskick use with my seven-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, everybody, Jetstar flight, whatever. You know, hands on heads. Listening, is everyone listening? <laughs> you cannot drink your duty free. Hands on heads. Jason. <laughs> so And so they really have that home. Yeah. But I you know, would it be do we say you can bring two cans of something along with you That's and it. you can pretend it's duty free? Let's ask can, that. For the first time ever you can drink your duty free. BYO duty yeah. free. I mean it's gonna have to obviously be pretend duty free. Yes. But um but the be feeling. Not, maybe we could get the bags. So you have that feeling That's of ripping open the bag. Yeah, yeah great. Okay, <laughs> really seal. like that. Um Melbourne Airport are in. <laughs> They're excited to have us. That is good. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a cheer. <laughs> okay. I think the problem with that cheer sound effect is it starts with, it start. you just, right at the start, you hear someone sort of sarcastically go, ooh. <laughs> yeah, Can you yeah. play it one more time, Jack? Oh, no, it's a whoa. It's like, oh, gosh, that's good. Oh, I de- yeah, I thought I detected an, um, a low gusto woo. <laughs> the date of this will be June 16th. All right. They, no, that doesn't need hooray. Um, <laughs> well, sorry, I thought we were waiting for the sound. <laughs> um, it's an outdoor event. We're going to slide outside, uh, yep. but there is a wet wing weather contingency with a giant hanger. That, but I, I like the idea of just using the emergency slide outside. I assume it's an all weather slide. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but I think if it's really woolly. Uh, yeah. we, oh, that's a good question. If it's if it's ba- really bad outside, like a squall, water slide. Would we li- would we like to still do an outdoor slide, or would we prefer? Let's ask the if comfort? we can. De- let's ask if we can decide on the day during can the party. We, can we decide? Can we decide? During <laughs> the Custom party? slide venue. <laughs> How will we do that 
as a group. Hey, <laughs> like, like you know, it's you the know. same way you do in an emergency, guys. I'm so sorry. We've we've come down. Now we've got a few options here. <laughs> Who would like to slide on the dry side? Like, where would you like us to bring the plane down? Yeah. Um, no, I, pla- yeah, what do you think? I, it's kind of, this feels a lot like uh, organising a wedding where you go, do we get a marquee? Do we not get a marquee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be an extra eight grand for the marquee. Yeah. Do we gamble and go, it's going to be good weather? Mm. You, you know, generally that happened, that, that discussion goes on for two or three weeks and then you always decide to get a marquee. Yep. Um. So do we just ask, it'd be great to ask, you know, can we decide on the day if there is a spare hanger? If we have to make the decision now, we probably do want a hanger for the... For well, they've got one for us. They're saying that they've got the backup. It's well, great. Just, well, let's just have one there. And if we need it, we need it. We yeah. park in there. And if not, we'd love to do it outside. Um, no. <laughs> okay. I still, there is some low gusto cheering in that cheer. I think that's what's bothering us. Let's forget the cheers for now. Yeah. Uh, all passengers, a bit, a bit more red tape, a bit more RT. Yep, yep. Uh, all passengers need to be seated whilst uh, taxiing, deploying to the location. That's okay. Uh, within the airport, we're fine with that. Uh, all passengers will board through a boarding gate, um, oh. which is fine. Uh, my final question is, there was another email. No, so not, not the bus and the stairs. Not the bus and the stairs. I think we're using a finger. Wow. That's, I mean, we, we, we've got fingers and biggies. Yeah, that we, should yeah, be yeah. Rex as well. I, mean, <laughs> I think we're you know, using I, thought, I just assumed we'd tunnel. be on the, yeah, the bus yeah. and the stairs. I'll confirm that. But yeah. Okay. Because um, if they're doing fingers and biggies. Yeah, that, that is a huge, isn't it? Yeah. And then, in-flight entertainment. We are the entertainment. The, yeah. whole, the party's the entertainment. Party's, so we don't need anything Switch else. Switch it off. There was another email that came in that it said, do you need a DJ? Yeah, that's something that's more like it. Yeah. Um, what's the mic input for when you that's when you get on question. the mic and you do the announcement? Yeah. What is that? A three point five mil jack? Is it a phono jack? <laughs> is it an aux cord? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if if a DJ could come and plug into the in-flight system, yeah, I'd we, like you know obviously the captain would chat and then go now hand it over to you know who who is this DJ Sally or uh, whoever? Uh, he's from Brisbane. Um, right. He said uh, he'd happily make his own way. Yeah, okay. Hey, uh, guys, this is Brett. He's got the aux cord. He's yeah. going to DJ from now <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. I've done the safety stuff. Can you plug in your own music? <laughs> Great question. Would we then have the DJ in business uh, class or would we mm. run a long aux cord? Cause... I think I want him in the galley. All right. Okay, so he's in the, yeah. Because isn't that where the phone is? Yeah, but yeah, but but everything would have to be strapped. So he 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 he, he, he would have to sit down, wouldn't he? He'd have to sit down. No. So basically, he stows his his DJ gear, <laughs> and then when we when we up in the air and safe, <laughs> where we're, we're safe after taxiing, I see what you mean. I he, see what un- you mean. he he gets it all out and, and he plugs it all in. Is that what I, you're I think I want music for the taxi though. That's what I'm yeah, trying to figure out right. here. So let's get a long aux cord. No, we'll ask Mark. Okay, <laughs> so I'll ask you. This is my this is my ideal scenario. <clears throat> he. He runs a long aux cord and can have a, a slimmed down DJ setup yep. that he's able to hold on to while we're taxiing. That's a nice I don't idea. think we give him a, a business car- class seat. A carry, a carry DJ set. Yeah, I think something yeah. that he can hold on to. You know, iPad size because yep. you're allowed to hold those during taxi. Yep. Um, anything bigger, I think you do have to stow. So he holds it. He's got a slimmed down DJ set. He's running a long aux cord from seat. You know. 44B or whatever, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll gaff it to the floor with, the, you know, yep. do not trip on, like, don't rip this out. This is the aux cord. This is for the DJ. Yeah. We run it up to the thing. Yep. And they plug it in there. Love it. And then, because you don't get a, you, I mean, 
Yeah, you don't get to sit in the VIP as the DJ. That you know, yeah, you can play to the VIP. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Final, he's, not there. he's there to work. Final thing that came up that I covered off myself, and I hope I didn't, you know, overstep sure, here. Fine. But um, Mark said, "Look, for safety, should everybody come out and do a safety practice slide on our practice facilities, or would you agree to just all do it safely?" And I said. We agree to all those. <laughs> of course we do. We absolutely swear we'll do it safely. Because it's, if that's we all the, do the practice slide, we've that's done the slide. it. Yeah, we've exactly. It. So I think that was, that, that'll was that mean there'll be a waiver. <laughs> now, yeah, I know this is a bit fun. more red ta- tape, but yeah. everybody that's thinking of registering and we'll open it next week, uh, there'll Prepare be... Prepare to be... Yeah, you, we will heavily waive you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's not have another will... brainstorm like this without Mark being on, I reckon, because no, we'll he could have answered him, all those questions we'll for us, but up. we'll get him up. <laughs> We're good. Hey, we tested a special skill this morning. Uh, it's Jeff, who is the father of mm. Ashley. Ashley had nominated him, saying his dad, her dad's skill was just incredible. No matter where a family member is in the house, it can be separate rooms, he knows to pour the exact same amount of wine in every glass. Amazing. So when they all come back together and they put the glasses all on a table, it looks like a dead straight line across all the, uh, the wines. Jeff knows the volume of wine he's pouring. Is it in the weight of the wine in his hand? Is it a visual thing? We don't know. We don't know. We, we can't. I mean, that's the beauty. Try asking, like, you know, hey, Brisley, where, where do your martial arts <laughs> skills come from? Yeah. Part of it's my body. Part of it's my soul. Yeah. I can't really explain it to you. We well, that's a- interesting, though. You did start a school. <laughs> oh, I can explain it to some, but not to the level of me. <laughs> Real conversation I had with Bruce Lee. <laughs> we went across the road to uh, to the pub that just allows us yeah. to do special skills. Off, it's, off it's a unique uh, kind of upstairs, the pub, not often used, a bit of a function centre, a strange yeah. kind of meeting room. And then we had used as a third room kind mm. of a storage room where Jack was. Because, yeah, we didn't we, – we obviously wanted to test Jeff in a situation where he couldn't see the levels of yep. wine. We wanted to sort of try and simulate uh, the the – the, what we'd had described to us, which is, you know, roaming around at a family function. Yep. We pick up the action over the pub. Jeff, Mark, thanks for coming. Uh, I understand it was Ashley that dobbed you in, Jeff, for this yes, one. Yes, it was. But uh, Mark's been given the chaperone duties. What happened there, Mark? Oh, she's got a final placement for uni. Yeah. Right. So I'm just a fill-in. What, you- <laughs> <laughs> what, well, what have you got on this week? Well, I should be at work, but yeah. took annual leave day, so... No, yeah. oh, this is it. Jeff, how are you feeling? Do you practice for something like this or do you just trust your instinct? Well, we drink a lot at home, so yeah. it's easy to just keep practising, you know, yeah. just keep going. It's been a lifetime of preparation. <laughs> it's it's been a long time. Hands-wise, because what, what we often notice on this show is we're, we're, we're testing things that people do instinctively, mm. yep. but then when there's a lot of attention on it, you can't overthink it, you know. Suddenly you're looking at pouring a wine going, gee, what, how do I pour the wine? <laughs> do I go over the thumb? Do I tip it over the fingers? Which which group? I mean, that, I'm just giving you the heads up. It can get into your head, but are you steady-handed? Can I have a look at the pause? Oh, look, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> no. Jeff probably wasn't thinking about it until you just told him that people mm. get some right so by warning <laughs> by warning you not to get in your own head I've put you right in there yeah. when people play pool game at the at the pub normally there's a perfect amount of drinks which brings out their best game yeah 
is there a normal amount of wines where you think you're at your peak pouring ability or can you do it straight off the bat dead sober? No, dead sober. Yep. Can usually yep. start the night that way. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, just a recap for people. What we're looking for here, and, and you'll notice we have set up here at the pub, we've got a glass in here, a glass through there in what looks sort of like a haunted storeroom, <laughs> um, and then Andy's going to be in the other, up here in the other function centre with a glass set up in front of him. As we discussed on the phone, what we'd love to see to test this ability to pour an equal amount in different rooms, mm-hmm. what we'd love to see is you pour a baseline amount. Yep. Now, that's Jeff's choice. Yep. You can just pour whatever you like. Yep. But then... From that level, they're all the same glass in all three different rooms. Mm-hmm. From that level, you are then expected to replicate it perfectly in the haunted storeroom, and then perfectly over to our left in the in the conference center. Across the three glasses, we will give you three millimeters of error. Yep, sounds good. That seems fair. Sounds fair. Um, is there something that we'd you'd want us to do to relax? You do want us to impersonate your family, like to see you're in your home conditions? <laughs> <laughs> is there something that to put on a, a lamb sausage or something so the smell gets you in the mood? Or you're happy just to do it in arena conditions? Oh, just do it as it comes. Good. Okay. What before we get into it, Mark, you've seen this happen in the flesh, no doubt. Yep. What's the mood like when you notice how similar the glasses are? There's a lot of excitement when yep. he brings the glasses together. Yeah. Yep. Is there a lot of cheat cries of like he's done it again? Or <laughs> a lot of people are skeptical until they bring the glass together, yep. and then it's just Bedlam. perfect. And it's just it looks yep. just like it's been drawn like a line across. Yeah, it doesn't look real. And it, <laughs> it doesn't look real. <laughs> and that's the excitement <laughs> we're after today with the glass. And, level. and do you? Do you get? Is it something you can get bored of, or are you? No, no, every time it's yeah, every time. just as exciting. Really? Yeah. Just as exciting. Like, like having your dad work for Cirque du Soleil. Like <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll watch the show again, Dad, because I just love it. Well, I've only seen Cirque du Soleil once, yeah. and I've seen this plenty of times. <laughs> 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 Better than Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> That's true. No need for repeat to Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> All right, we're ready to go. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, three mils of error over three glasses for a, a one coin coin. Fantastic. Good luck. Jeff, one glass of rosé, thanks. Certainly, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Mmm. Can't wait to drink. Thank you. Pleasure. I can see Jeff coming into Hamish now. Hello, Jeffrey. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I think I'll take a rosé, thanks. A rosé? But the same amount as Jack, please. Certainly. He's in with Hamish now, pouring. Seems very confident. Beautiful. Pleasure. Feeling good? Hopefully. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> okay, Jeff's coming towards me. Oh, hi, Jeff. Hi, Andy. Um, oh, yeah, I'd love a glass. Would you? Yeah, thank you. Uh, the exact same as Hamish and Jack, please. Certainly. Okay, steady hand goes in. It's a singular pour cut off. How are you feeling? I think the first one might be a mil or so down, but anyway. That's all right. You've got three mils of error to work with over the three glasses. Um, you seem confident in your strut up. Uh, was that bravado or are you trying to stay in the moment? Try and just stay in the moment. Yep. Just focus. Okay. Fantastic. Well, let's all meet back in the main room for the reveal. Haim, how Bring do you feel? Bring me the wines! <laughs> <laughs> at the moment, we are sitting back in the main area upstairs at the pub. I've got my glass of rosé in front of me. I am looking what I deem to be a quietly confident Jeff. Fairly confident. I'm 
think the one, the first one might be down about a mil or so. Okay. On the other ones. So Jack's, you reckon, so Jack's is a little under. What about me and Andy's glass of wine? I think yours would be pretty close. So that would really, if that's correct, I mean, you've got three mils of error up your sleeve, three millimetres of error. You'd only be burning one of them. You'd be right in the driver's seat for a coin. You never know. I, you know there's only one way to find <laughs> out, and I hope you are correct here, Jeff. Okay, I've got my wine. I will now produce the measuring apparatus. The six-inch Hamish and Andy slight beveled edge promotional okay. ruler. Wow. With millimetre increment. Okay, should we get Jacks in here and get the sting yep. out of the way? Because yep. that could be a bit That's under. A... Jack, bring in your rosé. Good to see you again, Jeff. <laughs> Good luck. Okay, I'm going to measure them together. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It is under as you proposed, but it is the tiniest of sniffs under. <laughs> Just getting the measuring device. It is exactly one millimetre. <laughs> That is exactly one <laughs> millimetre, as prophesized by this witch who has the this satanic power of volume knowledge. <laughs> Mate, I can't, believe what, I'm, I can't <laughs> believe what I'm saying. Andy! Andy! Don't celebrate too I early. Mean, bring, <laughs> bring in your rosé, sir. <laughs> Don't because celebrate too I'm early. I'm not here. celebrating too early, but I cannot okay. believe what I saw. Look at this, first of all. I mean, that's just awesome. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I can't believe what you're seeing. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One mil, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Well, this looks high. Like that one's high. This looks high. Well, that's what I say. Don't celebrate okay, too yeah, early. Could be the angle we're looking at it. Oh, it you settle. bumped it. Let, let it settle. settle. Let, let it settle. settle. Let it settle. You might need both your millimetres here. No, that's way more. Maybe two. I don't know, get level with it though, and it's, it's, it's very difficult to measure with a flat ruler. I don't like it for him. That is eight from the top. No, no, no. Look at the meniscus. Yes. <laughs> that's five from the top. Look at the top of the meniscus. Get right down level with it. I'm Gotta level, get level I'm with level it because of the angle is interesting. It's an angled ruler. Look at the angle of your ruler. <laughs> I know you like Jeff. I know what you like you Jeff. What am I? What am I saying? No. And I just thought at the start that is one millimeter, and then this guy. This yeah. But even when you look at them visually, they don't look the same. I mean, Mark. Am I being a tough critic here? I mean, is this your dad's best performance? It's not his best, no. no but no. God, oh, just I mean, they're so close. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this though: after you, you poured mine second, and then you, when I was peeking around the corner and you poured Andy's, I did think to myself, that could be a touch over. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. think, as harsh as I've been on everyone else's rules across the years. I just think that people are going to leave and look at that visually and it doesn't represent a straight line. So what are we talking? One mil out? Four. Four mils out. Yeah. For a total of five mils. Yes. Jeff, oh. commiserations. Commiserations, Jeff. Never mind. It's, um, it's my least favourite part of the job. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about Andy there. <laughs> Tough pretty. <laughs> Tough pretty. The, the, the angle ruler was 
helping you at times from paying me for I was trying to cheat. I was trying to cheat. You won't walk away with a coin today, but we'll give you a token of no value. And I tell you what we would like to offer you two, yeah. on behalf of the Hamish Andy Show, mm. one of the last remaining slight beveled edge six inch rulers in existence. Wow. Do you rule much? Do you rule all the time. There you go, that's <laughs> perfect. That's <laughs> <laughs> quite a lovely finish. <laughs> <laughs> Ando, mm. uh, last weekend, my little boy's birthday, Sonny's birthday, and in a tradition that started on our radio show. Yes, the cake. I, the cake I tradition followed. started five years ago. And you've got uh, a story at your Insta. Go, go check it out, everybody. It Hamish has lived, shots. It has lived on. Mm. It has lived on uh, as a highlighted story. Mm. For, I mean, it all started with the edible hinge, didn't it? Yeah, um, yep. When I pledged to make the cake. Truck. The truck Mac from the hit Disney movie Cars mm. um, uh, from my friends at Disney. Mm. Uh, he... He's a, he's a semi-trailer and we wanted to make the, the back open up. And I pledged an edible hinge. Yep. And back in those days, that was enough. And But then somehow the cake promise became this thing that the cake has to do stuff. Mm. <laughs> and so this year, the cake request came in pretty late, but they do, they chop and change for a while leading up to yep. the birthday. And then last week it was said on, it was like, I want a Pokemon, a Pokeball from Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> As we've discussed any in, in previous years, you and I have mocked Pokemon. Um, yeah, I still do. You still do. <laughs> yeah. I now have no choice but to love it yep. uh, and to fully support the world of Pokemon as I learn more about it. Mm-hmm. But it's karma that my little boy should love Pokemon so much yep. um, after it really being the only entertainment franchise I'd scoffed at and now it <laughs> yeah. is a central part of our lives. You're not so big into Harry Potter either. Haven't mm. got there yet. No. Um, but I, I know that's on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Haven't read a single book, but I'll be happy to get sucked into that world yep. if and when the time comes. The ball, the Pokeball is like a, like a, it's not a grenade. It's like a reverse grenade, really, that you chuck at a Pokemon and it like sucks them in, captures them. And it hates that? Does the Pokemon hate that? No, I think we covered this off with Mike. It's, it's an interesting area, but apparently they like to be captured. Well, they don't really, because in in the Game Boy version, you've got to fight the Pokemon first, get their energy down so that they're weak enough to capture them in the, in the ball. Yeah, Which it makes it sound great. like they don't want to go on the ball. It's not a good look. But once in look. the ball, then they do pledge allegiance to you because they become your fighter. <laughs> oh, it's really not a good look. Yeah, no, it's not a good look. <laughs> I reckon there is some stickiness here. Yeah, in the, yeah, there's yeah. some slight stickiness here in the world of Pokemon. That yeah. might not have got a second look in the 90s no. when it was invented. Yeah, but, but these days it does yeah. sound like, oh, it seems a bit like we're forcing these the, um, they, to They're fight doing for this us. against their will. <laughs> yeah. okay. But you ask any Pokemon fan and they'll say, no, 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 they absolutely love it. This is what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to form a special bond with Pokemon. Yep. The, the the version that Sunny subscribes to is you have to, like, bond with them yep. and then they ask to be captured in the ball and then they enjoy right. fighting for you. Mm. Like how, you know, horse trainers go out and capture a jockey. <laughs> <laughs> but only if they bond with them. <laughs> yes, yeah, and, and they, the same they size ball. For you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, that the, so the brief was, here's the ball, you know, it opens up, then there's Pikachu in there, one of the more famous Pokemon. Fantastic. Yeah. Smoke yeah. coming out. That was also the request. I wanted to, he wanted it to smoke, and he wanted it to go when it opened up. Mm. And they did let him know. I said, hey, mate, on the day, I'm just going to have a can of Coke next to it, and I'm just going to make That's the that's, noise. And he went, yeah, that's fine. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though. I got, you know, 
there's quite a lot of moving parts to this. Of course, mm. I, got, I was able to get Brick Band from Lego Masters to make the skeleton, yep. a very inedible hinge this yep. year, the skeleton of the ball out of Lego. And you would have got someone else to bake the cake. Well, that's, I mean, the cakes. I found, <laughs> I managed to find the cakes yep. in the kitchen. Yep. So. Already done. I actually don't know where they came from. <laughs> uh, it's possible I made them and I've... <laughs> I forgot. Well, I've you didn't have enough scotch. <laughs> I, I have forgotten in the flurry of excitement that was the night. Could be. There certainly was a lot of mess in the morning mm. and the cakes were complete. Mm. You could make the argument that I'd made them. <laughs> I have I have an unclear recollection of the night. But as we've been over before, yeah. that's fine. A builder does not make his own bricks. It doesn't really matter <laughs> in the end. Here's the thing, though. I could tell Mike, who works on the show here, who's known as Professor Mike to Sonny in our family because he <laughs> Mike knows so much about Pokemon. Yes. Can we get Mike in, actually, Yeah, for a get second? Mike in. Love to get Mike in. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike's just coming in now. Professor Mike, how are you? G'day, guys. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> um, uh, Mike is known as Professor Mike in our house, Andy, because... I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before or not, but Sonny has a book of all the Pokemon. It's like an encyclopedia. Yeah, I think you mentioned and this. Have we mentioned this? And and then Mike found a mistake in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which. I don't think I heard that. You didn't hear that? No. Right. So we call up Professor Mike when we have questions about, like, right. oh, what does this Pokemon evolve into? And I'm like, well, Professor Mike will know. And I didn't invent the name Professor Mike. So he just adopted that because in the Pokemon world, there are some professors. Who's, there's like... Professor prof- Oak is the main one. Okay. He's uh, the the main Pokemon professor. What's he do? What do they do? He studies Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. It's um, well, pretty obvious. Yeah. Well, not really. To, <laughs> it could be a professor of other things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. To um, Well, to Sonny, Professor Mike's the main professor. Do you, what was the thing that you found, Mike, that you were like adamant is a fault? Because I, I sent Mike a picture of this thing in the book going, Oh, what's this mean? And then Mike's like, "That is a that is false. That is incorrect." One of the the each Pokemon has a type like fire, yep. electric, water. Yep. Mm-hmm. One Pokemon had a type that wasn't a type in like right. it just was. So and like, I said, "No, that's wrong, Sonny." So it's like a listen. genus, like you know, in a scientific kind of. If you're going yeah. through different, bits. yeah, yeah, and the type well, we- was wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah it, it was like finding a footy card, like for the AFL, yeah. and and it was like you know, oh, Buddy Franklin plays for the Peanuts or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's yeah. not a team. Yeah. That's yeah. not a team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, they yeah. wanted him, and but he he, he signed with the Swans. Um, so yeah, so, <laughs> so it was it. You know, I was like, are you sure, Mark? Mark's you know, he's online, he's showing me stuff going, absolutely, the book's wrong. So yeah. to Sonny, he's like, this guy, the book's, the, the you know, he yeah. knows more than the book. Now, Mike, you were very, you seemed very excited when you realised there was going to be a Pokemon-themed cake. Yeah, I was so excited. I think what happened, because it's sort of like, it was mistaken by the Pokemon community as me doing some sort of, like, fan art, I guess. And when right. you when you do fan art... Mm. Um, I guess you're like it's a red rag to the aficionados out there of who I regard you as the king of them, Mike, mm. um, to start pointing out faults Ooh. to me. Yes. So was there a a fault? There was one that it look, it's a little bit on the fence, and I'll just quickly explain it. Essentially. Okay, time's up. 
<laughs> a lot of people actually DM'd me on Insta about this, yeah, one of whom a is a football player called Lin Jong. So oh, I just I wanted to peanuts. shout him out for, for bringing, it, bringing this to my attention. Western Bulldogs player. Yes. West Ravage by injury. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Basically, the main issue that us Pokemon are having with the uh, cake is that the main Pikachu in the TV show, which is Ash's Pikachu, Jack's nodding, he knows, um, does not and, in fact, refuses to go into a Pokeball. So you, it's very rare <laughs> for a Pikachu to be coming out of a Pokeball in the, yeah. in the Pokemon show. Yep. Yeah. However. Okay. <laughs> okay, this more, is what I'm after because I'm about so, to accuse Hamish of stuffing the cake, yeah, but so, I'm holding because it, because to unfo- I, where I thought I'd be getting accolades from the Pokemon community, going, "Wow, you know, you've brought one of our favourite things to life in cake form." Yeah. I, in fact, was you know people were being enraged again, as if you know, as if I'd made a cake of Buddy Franklin in a peanuts Guernsey, <laughs> kicking what? two balls at once towards five sticks. Yeah. It's like, well, this doesn't happen in the game. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, more generally speaking, Pikachu, the species, would be fine with going in a Pokeball. It is specifically Ash's Pikachu that oh. doesn't like to. So it, I guess the question is, Oh, so there, so there are heaps of Pikachu's. Yeah, there's yeah, it's heaps. A, it's, a, it's, it's a species. A, it's, a, it's a species. So what's Ash's one's name? Pikachu. There are other there are other Pikachu's in the TV show. It's like going to the dog. It's like going to the dog. It's like going to the dog park, and all the dogs are called dog. <laughs> well, there, no. Well, there was. Or a, actually, all the so, Labradors are called Labrador. So Haim could say, in his defence, yes, he could say, no, no, no. I'm not talking about Ash's Pikachu. Mm. Pikachu. Mm. I'm talking about the specie Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my retort to that. <laughs> and I, my retort. And to it would that, be that violent. My retort to that, and I believe Sonny would back me up, is that I am almost certain the Pikachu that Sonny specifically likes is Ash's Pikachu. Right. Because I assume mm. he's watching a lot of the show. He is. He yeah. is. Yeah. There was also one other detail that I omitted mm. that I. I'm glad no one really picked up on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the finish cake or not, Mike. Um, yeah. But there was, there's two glaring things. There's one thing that some people picked up on that they were unhappy about, that there's an engineering reason for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? I didn't include Pikachu's tail, his famous lightning bolt tail. Yes. It's like a zip, which I made out of wafer. I glued a whole bunch of bits of wafer together. When I went to put it on at 3.30 in the morning and I was a little bit drunk, <laughs> uh, it snapped and I went, up. cake's done, the cake's done. So the tail snapped when I went to put it on and it never got included in there. And I'm actually glad it didn't go in because it would have hindered the opening of the ball, the yep, lid. That he shouldn't have been in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in there? You bandit. And also... Um, the, the, sur- you know, the ball opens up and it's like half red, half white. Yeah, it looks but great. It also has, also has a white disc at the front. Yes. That's actually attached to the red bit when the, when yeah. the Pokeballs open up. And I, mine was attached to the bottom oh. because it wouldn't attach to the red bit just due to the physics of the lid opening. Did right. that bother you, Mike? Uh, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't see the final cake. I stopped watching after a while, but it was good. I, would it bother you if you, <laughs> would it bother you if you saw the white disc at the bottom? Rather than not, not moving up with the top. Well, now that I think about it, yeah, because it doesn't mm. work like that. But there are lots of it different types of Pokeballs. Mm. You know, you've got great others. balls, ultra balls, <laughs> master yeah, like, balls. Let me just say this. Okay. So you and some of your mates, mm. it bothered them. 
I'll ask Lynn about it. Hang on. Is Lynn a massive Pokemon fan? I don't know. He always just messages me about all the Pokemon stuff related to your show. They're out there. Second biggest entertainment franchise in the world behind Star Wars. Right. (laughs) It bothers me how long we've talked about it. So it's actually the first. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks, guys. That was a bit of fun. Hey guys, welcome to the end of the episode. Mike here from the show, just popping in to remind you that Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project is back for season two. They're out every single Monday. Here is a quick tease at this week's episode where Hamish and Andy look back on one of their craziest stunts and one that I remembered really well. 2007, we were doing conjoined twins. Mm-hmm. We, we struck ourselves together for whatever wow. it was, like a week. Yep. I think um, like a Monday to Monday. I didn't, I forgot this. My girlfriend at the time, Anna, mm. it went over her birthday. <laughs> yeah. Mike's nodding. Mike, yeah, you I remember that? This. I totally forgot Didn't we that. go out to dinner for with her birthday? With the family, You yeah. had a family birthday yep. party yep. and you were at the party <laughs> and Hamish put a blanket over your head. <laughs> There you go, guys. New episodes of The Remembering Project every Monday and all of season one is still there if you want to check that out as well. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Listener.